Hi there. Welcome to the podcast, Living Fear Free. I'm your host, Dee Price, and I'd like to thank you for joining me for episode five in this 30-episode series. So in today's uh, episode, we're going to look at spiritual laws. Everything starts with us understanding the laws that govern life. So let's ask the question, what is a law? A law is an established principle that will work for anyone who will get involved in it. The laws that govern life are those unseen spiritual principles that, when activated, will result in certain consequences. Now, your knowledge of these laws and the results of turning them on can be the difference between life and death. If you're unfamiliar with the concept of spiritual laws and how they work, let's consider some natural laws that operate along the same lines and the guaranteed results you get when you put them into motion. For example, the law of gravity. The law of gravity says that whatever goes up must come down. This is an undeniable, irrefutable law of nature, and there's no getting around it for any one of us. You're not, you're not believing that gravity works doesn't change the fact that if you jump off the top of a skyscraper, you're going to fall to the ground. Gravity is a law that will work every time. So let's look at the spiritual law found in Proverbs 23, 7 that says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Looking at this example from the Bible, when God delivered the children of Israel, he was taking them out of bondage and into the land that God had promised Abraham he would take them into, or as some like to call it, taking them into the promised land. God told Moses to send 12 men to spy out the land. So then they went to the valley of Ishkol to check it out. There they saw things that they had never seen before. They saw people they had never seen before. One of the things they saw was grapes. Grapes so big that they carried them back to where the Israelites were encamped. And it took two men to carry one cluster of grapes between the two of them on a pole. Can you even imagine grapes that big? When they got back, they said, we went to the land where you sent us and it truly flows with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. There's a perfect example of as they thought in their hearts, so they were. Joshua and Caleb, the only two who weren't scared by what they saw and said, let us go up at once and take the land, 
those two were the only ones that did not die in the wilderness. They, they saw themselves as God's champions. As they thought in their hearts, so they were. So what about David and Goliath? Where did Goliath come from? Goliath was a giant. Goliath was a descendant of the Nephilim, the offspring of the sons of God and their human wives. The Israelites failed to wipe out the Anakites. Anakites. A, subs, a subset of the Nephilim in their conquest of the promised land. And so the Anakites survived in Gath and its surrounding cities and eventually becoming what we know as the Philistines. David by himself took down their champion. He didn't see himself as a grasshopper going against this race of people. He asked the question, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? The person who doesn't have a covenant with the one true God of the universe, who has the nerve to come against God's people? It's the same question we should be asking. Who is this that's standing before God's people trying to bring fear and terror into me and my household? Why is it that as we think in our hearts, so are we? Because we use the spiritual laws that govern faith. We looked at one, Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. But why is that such a relative, a relevant statement? Well, let's look at Genesis 11. Genesis 11 tells a story of man before we became a race of people that spoke different languages. And it tells the story of the Tower of Babel. So it reads, now the whole earth had one language and one speech, and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. We're going to get more into that tomorrow, but let me just finish with this. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, indeed, the people are one and they all have one language. And this is what they begin to do. Now, nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down there, confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of the whole earth and they ceased building the city. Therefore, the name is called Babel because the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there, the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. Let's look at verse six in the Amplified. Verse six says, and the Lord said, behold, they are one people and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And now nothing that they have imagined they can do will be impossible for them. Nothing that they have imagined they can do will be impossible for them. When we allow fear into our lives, what we're doing is imagining that thing happening. Fear will cause you to run that scenario over and over again in your mind. When you engage in fear, you're activating a spiritual law. And what did we learn at the beginning of this podcast about a law? We learned that a law is an established principle that will work for anyone who will get involved with it. In the next episode, we're going to dive a bit deeper into imagination and look at the effects of what using our imagination can do in our lives. 
Until then, this is Dee Price saying thank you for joining me today and reminding you that you absolutely should be living fear-free. See you in the next episode. Bye.